Uh, I just put out a new blog, but I'm actually going to read it right here. It's entitled Flatline Christianity. I feel the need to address a very specific problem with today's Christian and have addressed similar issues in the past blogs because of continual errors that repeat their cycles again and again. Please hear me when I say that I am far from being perfect Christian. Of course, we are all works in progress, but I strive to be faithful to Christ and to live according to what the Bible clearly communicates about what a Christian is and is not. We are called to be the light of Christ in this world, and failing to be the light not only negatively impacts our personal relationship with Christ, it also wreaks havoc in a world that is already reeling from people choosing to live in a lukewarm state of Christianity. This is no small thing, nor should it be taken as me being overly critical or self-righteous. I come to you from a place of humility and urgency because I have been just about every version of bad Christian imaginable, and know the dangers of living in a flatlined place. Your life in Christ not only affects you, but it also affects the world around you. It is easy to fall into a complacent state of laziness, and I believe for many, it can be something that is not even recognizable. We live in a culture that is more than comfortable with compromise, mixture in religious activities, and and have absolutely nothing to do with living a life for Christ. So what is a flatline Christian? This is the Christian who dives into the kiddie pool when they first get saved, but they never get out of the kiddie pool and dive into the adult pool. Their faith remains in a shallow place, and there is no depth to their understanding of God's Word, and there is no genuine, lasting transformation. Some in this place passionately embrace religious, legalistic opinions and do not recognize that the teachings they follow reflect a Christian life which is undeveloped and immature. This undeveloped or flatlined state is a dangerous thing. Lost souls hear the call of Christ and accept his invitation to know him and make him known, but it goes no further than repeating some prayer in church, bouncing around from Christian conference to Christian conference, attending shallow Bible studies, and the most dangerous of all, planting a church and starting a ministry that perpetuates and then creates more flatline Christians. Don't get me wrong, church, conferences, meetings, Bible studies are not bad in and of themselves, but what is missing is is true discipleship and accurate teaching of God's word. Ephesians says, if we are mature in Christ, we grow in his truth. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves carried about by every wind and and doctrine, but by the trickery of men, by craftiness of deceitful schemes. My point is our growing knowledge of the things of Christ should not be merely based on prayer that we have repeated or what some current popular pop psychology Christian is teaching. Our growing knowledge must be based on the personal study of God's Word, accurate things of God's Word, and application of what we are called to do according to the traditional enduring teachings of the Bible. Here is what Acts 7.11 tells us. Now these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. How does the shallow flatline Christianity create shallow flatline churches? Shallow churches may not necessarily be churches that produce false teachings, although there are a fair amount of those as well. Some shallow churches leave people in their infancy in their faith because the leadership of the particular church does not have depth. The entire congregation remains stuck in a flatline place, and before you know it, attendance is down, people are discouraged, and all are wondering why they are failing in their endeavor to have a church. This scenario produces compromise, and eventually anything and everything is allowed to take place in a desperate effort to try to save something that is weak and dying. A wise man once said, the most frightening thing is a baby's mind with a man's strength. That's true physically, and even more true spiritually. If you are still not getting this, let me explain it this way. Think of the process of building a home. 
The ill-equipped Christian is like one who purchases a parcel of land and begins to build a magnificent house on the dirt, but fails to build a solid foundation before construction. They can come to the land with a goal and plenty of tools to get the job done, but alas, no foundation. The foundation, if you do not know, is the most important part of the house or any structure. It doesn't matter how beautiful the home how strong the structure is, how well equipped the house is, or even the outstanding blueprints that have been designed to build that house. It will collapse at first gust of wind, or will sink as the ground gives way and the weight of the structure collapses it. Without a strong, solid foundation to hold the house upright in its place, it will fall. An example of this form in the biblical foundation is found in Matthew seven twenty four through 27 Jesus said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and, the, and slammed against that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. You see, without foundation, we are children being tossed all around and are tricked and schemed and carried about by every winning doctrine. A Christian who comes to Christ after receiving his spirit may possess all of the zeal and desire in the world to make a change, but a new Christian has no foundation. Like the house will possess weakness and will not be able to weather the storms when it comes. Their immature, overzealous, and impulsive decisions make for a dangerous situation for other Christians as the world continues to watch the people of God. They see disaster and turn away from the weak and broken church. How do we avoid such catastrophe? We need to be constantly checking ourselves and testing our faith to make sure we are growing, learning, and diving deeper into the inexhaustible truths laid out for us in Scripture. 2 Corinthians 7.1 says, which is one of my favorite verses and I use it a lot, Therefore, since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. Since we have these promises, what are the promises? That will be another blog because we must know the promises in order to have depth in God's truth. We must cleanse ourselves. This means learning, growing, and always stripping the ways of the world off of us. We not only strive for purity of the body, but holiness of the souls. This is only achieved by God sustaining His people. We can only endure in the faith by the will of God. We can only glorify Him by the strength He gives us. So what shall we do, brothers and sisters? Jesus said, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide or remain in me. It's John fifteen four. Children, new Christians, and, the, and those who are or have been flatlined for a long time need solid teaching, discipleship, and help. Like all children or those who need to mature, they cannot do it alone. They need guidance and teaching to help them into the adult pool. We can be that for others, but first do the personal work necessary so that we don't remain in the weak, broken place. Strive for Him every day in every way. In all things, let us walk in this victorious life that we call being a Christian, but draw people to Christ while giving Him the most glory possible. I pray that this blesses you and encourages you. I love you guys.